Hey, welcome to The Conversation. This is Andy Mason, and you're listening to Authentic Conversations Around the Messy Intersection of Faith, Family, and Business. And we've got another case study for you. This is a live one. This is actually literally what's going on in our lives as we speak. And really, I want to unpack for you the process of how we are hearing God. And we just sent out an email blast to over 8,000 people who are part of the Heaven Business Global Community. Uh, we just posted that onto 30,000 people that are part of the Facebook uh, following, and there's a membership in there. And the messaging is Heaven and Business is expanding to the East Coast. Currently, I am living in Redding, California, and my wife is here, and my family is here, and I've got one staff member here. And we are expanding, as in my family and I are moving to Pennsylvania in June of 2022. So what's the story behind that? How do we hear God? Uh, how do we go about communicating that to stakeholders and trust that this will be not only an encouragement and an inspiration to you to also pursue hearing the voice of God for your life, but also just encourage you and God speaks today he speaks so clear so loud his ability to speak to us is so much better than our ability to listen and Psalm 23 which says that he skillfully leads and guides us uh, literally that whole psalm is he is the good shepherd he knows how to lead you and as we trust him in this process we find that he pulled it off perfectly so, a little bit of framework or context. Uh, my wife and I family have been in the United States since 2008. About 2009, uh, I approached uh, the ministry school where I was studying and said, I love this concept. I love uh, heaven on earth. I love the Lord's Prayer. But what are we doing for the business community? And they said, well, nothing. You do something. So, about 2009, uh, myself and an another person started what became heaven in business now that's grown over the last decade it is a part of Bethel Church it's uh, advancing the vision of this environment and faithfully served here and obviously written books and have done a bunch of things traveled and spoken in the process well I here's another little bit of the framework I have four children the oldest is 21 the next is 19 she is studying uh, in on the East Coast the next one is 17 he's about to graduate high school and head to college possibly on the East Coast and the youngest is 15 and as you know with all youngest children they are ready to do what the oldest ones are doing already as well she's convinced that she wants to go to boarding school on the East Coast so that came after a certain conversation which I'm going to explain in a moment. So that's a little bit of context. Uh, just so you know, who are the stakeholders? Uh, so in all of this hearing God, walking out a journey, it's not just I heard God and I'm going to obey. It's I hear God and I'm going to navigate the stakeholders around me in my pathway or process of obedience so that I walk in honor. And so who are the stakeholders? Uh, obviously, me and my walk with God. But then it's my wife, my kids, and my immediate friends, that I've got deep relationship with some people in this city in Redding, California. I've got uh, we've we've got maybe eight eight and a half thousand people on an email list. We've got about three hundred members as a part of a Heaven and Business paid membership subscription. Uh, we've got local business people that I've been walking with for a decade. Uh, we've got our local city leaders 
who I'm in relationship with. Uh, I've got uh, Bethel Church, my, my, my church family. And then I've got Bethel staff members. And then I've got Bethel leaders, Bill Johnson, Chris Vallotton. All of these people are stakeholders, have a part in what I have done and been doing here. So what the decisions that I make affect all of them to varying degrees for either better, worse or indifferent. So as I'm hearing the voice of God in this process, the way that I go about it, I need to bear that in mind so that I walk in honor. So that, as Jesus said, look how they love one another. This is how you know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. It's not just getting it right. It's how we go about doing what's right. And sometimes that can change the time frame or the process, not necessarily the outcome, but the process or the timing of that. So, number one, we were not looking to do anything. Uh, my youngest, the 15-year-old, is in high school. Uh, she's a sophomore, and she's been thriving this year for the first time in probably five years. Uh, last year, she studied from home. Uh, we were concerned how she was going to go back to school this year, but she has literally thrived. Uh, started a club, uh, enjoyed growing spiritually, relationally, emotionally, in every way. It's been an absolute delight. Here's another little thing. Uh, this last 12 months or the last two years really shifting with heaven and business from a lot of activity, which was not bad, but just not all fruitful. And I've got a lot more focused or dialed in on what we're called to do. What is fruitfulness for us? And that is equipping people to partner with God in their place of work and engage in the well-being of the city they serve. Over the last 12 months, that's grown significantly in focusing on the few who influence the many. So there's almost like two different distinct parts of heaven and business. One is the crowd. So that's social media. That's a podcast just like this. That is a conference where it's one to many. Uh, that's a membership community to some degree. It's one to many. And then there's the focus on the few or discipling. And that's probably now 80% of what I am doing. That's retreats, that's masterminds, that's individual coaching, that's facilitating individual connections with one another. That's where I'm seeing remarkable fruit and growth. And in the last 12 months, that's involved me doing more travel in the last 12 months than I was doing before COVID when I was traveling all around the world. I know that shocks you. It shocked me as well. The delight was the majority of that was with my wife. But the shock was, how come I've done so much travel? And I suddenly realized the United States of America is ridiculously large. And when you go from California to the East Coast, that is a long way. So that's why I've done so much travel. We have what we call flyover states for the very reason. There's very few people living in them. You go from California and then boom, there's a whole lot of people on that East Coast and that's where I've been spending a lot of time. Again, not thinking much, not planning anything. Uh, my future is here and, and certainly for the, at least for the next two years. So here's what happened. At the end of August, the youngest, the one that's just starting to thrive, came out of church, sat in the van with my wife and I, and just opened her mouth and says, I think our season at Bethel has ended. And my wife and I looked at each other like, what? You would change 
high schools? Like, because that would be our season here in this location. We're like, what? Just shocked. And she goes, yeah, I'd be open to that. What Janine and I realize now is looking back, it was like a lid came off. we We were not looking. We were not even asking the question because... I'm committed to family. I'm committed to my children thriving. This is one of the stakeholders. So when she said that, it's suddenly like a lid came off. I come home and I sit down with my journal and I start to kind of little play. It's like, you know, well, if we were going to move, where would we move? Like, again, I wasn't thinking this is a big deal. But as I started to draw on a map in my journal, the different cities of people that we're serving, something started to become clear. One, they're all on the East Coast. Two, there's some driving distance, which would give me proximity between a lot of them. And then three, there's actually direct flights to everyone else, to probably 80% of the cities that we are serving. There's direct flights from the East Coast. And the next point is the most central place to all of this, including kids at college, would be between Harrisburg and Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. Now I've got a situation. So this whole little process I want to give you is the situ- what's the situation? What are you hearing God say? What does it mean? What does wise counsel add? And then what are you going to do? What's the action step? So up until this point, I hadn't really gone to God. I was just processing. I was just pondering. It was like a lid came off. The first thing is I got, I've got to have the question. So suddenly I realized, oh, am I getting overly excited or is this God? So I'm just now I'm like, seriously, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Are you saying, is this you or am I getting distracted? I sensed in that moment, like an inner, inner small voice, go back and read your prophetic word from 12 months ago. So I go back and 12 months ago, September 2020, I'd received a prophetic word from a group of people that didn't know who they were hearing God for. So they were given a brief. Company 892 is going through some challenges due to COVID. And I want you to go away and ask the Lord what they should stop doing, start doing, and keep doing. And so these guys did that individually. And then it was came back and it was compiled. And where things were repeated, uh, where things were significant, it was noted down in a summary. And then I was given the raw data also. So I was reading through this. That document was incredibly encouraging and confirming a lot of the decisions that we were making with the business at the time, a clarity for what was next and some clues for the future. But there was one particular paragraph that I'd pondered, I'd circled, I'd written the names of people, possible people that I referred to because it didn't make sense to me. But as I was sitting that afternoon uh, with the, you know, this location between Harrisburg and Philadelphia, uh, which was obviously near... Washington, D.C., New York, in that vicinity, I go back and I'm reading. I get to the second page and I read this paragraph and it talks about heaven and business expanding to the East Coast, a red pin on the East Coast, a key to unlocking the cities of Boston, Philadelphia, and New York, an ambassador on the East Coast, and you are not losing the person, you're gaining a pole. I just begin to weep. Uh, as I felt the presence of God just flood me and realized, oh my gosh, this is me. So in that moment, I'm now hearing God and I'm thinking this means that 
I am moving, my family and I are moving to the East Coast. This is not just a Holly saying something flippantly coming out of church one Sunday. This is actually God leading us to expand. And the expansion is around you're not losing the person, you're gaining a pole. So spreading from one side of the country to the other gives proximity. Strategically, it actually makes sense. So now what am I going to do? Well, now... I've got, it's not even wet concrete, it's still a very much fluid situation, but I've got some very significant stakeholders in my life, and one of those is Chris Vallotton. And so Chris is a senior leader in the environment or the church, and he's the one that I directly report to. I have an incredible amount of freedom and honor the environment and culture, but ultimately the buck stops with him as it pertains to what I'm building in the environment. So I text him, say, hey, can we have a conversation? I've got some uh, strategies I want to process with you regarding the future of having a business. And he texts back, what's it about? I text back, "Uh, I want to talk to you face to face because just the, the significance of what we're talking about. He texts back, are you leaving? I'm like, oh, no, (laughs) I don't want to answer that. I want to have a conversation because I'm still working this out. But what are you going to answer? So I figured, well, that's a yes or no answer. So I just answered, yes. He texts back, I was expecting this conversation. I'm like, what? You Like, I, this is a surprise to me. So that turned into a phone call. And the phone call like, outlined exactly what I told you. And then said, well, here's, here's what I'm proposing. is It's a possibility I can be on the East Coast, continue with what I'm doing with Heaven and Business. There's this whole process. There's others in the environment that are working remotely with teams. It'd be very easy for me. But at, at the end of the day, is Bethel is technically the owner of Heaven and Business. So he says, well, let's just deal with that first. Number one, you built Heaven and Business. Number two, I've had very little to do with it. Number three... I can't see why Bethel would hold on to it. Number four, you take it with you. Now, that stunned me. That's a very generous leader who's very supportive. So that's a whole other thing which is just exciting and encouraging. But number two, he starts to unpack. You know, 12 months ago, uh, there were some other leaders left this environment and he was praying about uh, who would be there to build. He saw the names or the faces of six different people that would leave and then he saw Janine and I. And his phrase was, I felt like your season here had ended. Now, here's what I'm doing. As I'm listening to him, I'm writing down in a notebook everything I'm saying so that I can capture what he said. But that just floored me and both floored and encouraged. Then we talk through some practical things. And bottom line, he's like, anything that I can do to support you, I want to do. So here we go. First significant stakeholder is saying, well, this is what I sensed as well, confirming what we'd got in the moment. The next step is where are we going to go? So fast forward three weeks, we end up over on the East Coast. We called it our anniversary. We're still looking and we know now there's a location, Harrisburg, to Philadelphia. There's somewhere in there. There's a place called Bucks County. There's some other schools that would be brilliant. And one of them's in Boston and there's a prophetic word about Boston. So there's this vicinity and we're going to go and explore. We go to the first place, meet some phenomenal people in a church in Harrisburg. Uh, they pray for us, connect us to a brand new friend that you got to meet this guy. His name's Chandy Thomas. 
a wonderful, wonderful guy at a church in Harrisburg. So it just felt like I met my brother. So I'm thinking, let's just stay here. This should be great. This should be easy. Uh, I love these guys. We can sure we can find a place. My wife is just saying, I just don't sense this is the place to be. So end of day one, I'm just irritated. Why can't we just settle? Day two, we drive around some schools all around Bucks County, and we're racing around to, to kind of get a sense or a feel what, what's in this place. Is there a place? We drive around Emmaus, Bethlehem, Nazareth in Pennsylvania and cannot find Jesus. There's no peace. There's no sense. By the end of day two, I'm just discouraged. I'm like, let's just go to Boston. Perhaps it's there. Perhaps there is where the Lord's leading us. My wife is like, no. We sensed there was something around this area in Bucks County. We need to slow down and go back and have a look at it again. I'm having to repent because I'm realizing I was just racing. I was trying to accomplish something fast and I had gotten ahead. I need to slow down. Psalm 46.10, be still and know God. So day three, we sit at Starbucks in a place called Culpsville, just next to the hotel. And I open up Psalm 23 and I read again. Oh, you lead me beside still waters. You restore my soul. Oh, Jesus, thank you that you're the good shepherd. I can trust you to lead and guide me. So I recenter. And then what we do is we start to write down some clues from prophetic words and scriptures of where the Lord is wanting to lead us. So uh, one of the prophetic words is, I'm a bridge of connection across racial, political, and economic divides. So bridge, something about bridges. Uh, Psalm 23, you leave me beside still water. So there's something about still waters that keep coming up. So still water is a body of water. Uh, next thing we write down is we've got these prophetic words. Are you going home? I just sense you're going home. I see green rolling hills. And home is twofold. One is New Zealand. So there's going to be something New Zealand that'll resonate. And number two, home is where the presence of the Father is. The presence of God to me is peace. So there's going to be peace. And then I remember there's also something about this historical story of the log college. Now, that's a cabin and it's like a log cabin. So there'd be something about that as well. All of these different things feeding together. We write down them and a bunch of others. And then we sit now in a place of peace. And we're like, okay, Lord, we trust you to lead us. We look on a map. There's this location called Chalfont. And it just like looked, I don't know what it was. It just caught our eye. And so we just learn to trust this and go with it and trust the Lord to lead us. Uh, we go past this, we find this wonderful new shopping area. Resources are a significant thing wherever you're going to move. So we look there, we realize all these trash cans had these photos on them of this log cabin. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it's kind of maybe, maybe not. Let's just go with that. But perhaps we then look on a map and you can see this on your own phone. If you go into Google Maps near Chalfont, there's a couple of bodies of water. So it's like, oh, there's a body of still water. Let's zoom in on that and let's see what it is. As we zoom in, it becomes clear. It's called Peace Valley. Peace was one of the things on my clue. So I, I put the GPS pin on that. Let's go and check that area out. So literally follow the GPS to that location. It takes us through a one-way bridge. On the right-hand side of the bridge is a playground called Jill and Andy's playground. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a crazy treasure hunt. We then go into the town next door. It's called Doylestown. Uh, I stopped there for lunch 
the person that serves me says, are you from New Zealand or Australia? I'm like, how did you know? He goes, well, I've got a, a, a family member over there and we get chatting. He says, what are you doing here? I said, well, this is what I do with executive retreats and so on. He, and he hands me the connection for the person that runs all the executive retreats and catering for the entire county. I'm like, that had become useful. I then go to walk back to our car and just cut through the centre town streets, kind of small streets in the middle of Doylestown. And I go past this house with a veranda. Across the veranda is a tarpaulin with a sign advertising a business. And it's got a spiral and then the letters K-O-R-U and the word wellness. Koru wellness or koru wellness now that probably doesn't mean anything to you but I go running up to the person who's sitting on the veranda I say, are you from New Zealand and he says no I'm not but this word koru it's a New Zealand a Maori word that means new beginnings it's his business I'm like oh my gosh you couldn't get more New Zealand than that the koru is the fern that circular fern in New Zealand they were going to put that on the flag it's like a big deal, New Zealand. What's the point? We now know the rough location of where we're going to be because of the clues. When I got over my irritated, discouraged, trying to accomplish something, slow down, be still, listen and hear, he leads us skillfully. Now, that was September 2021. It's been now a period of time. It's now... January 22. So what we did between then and now is we then went back and sought wise counsel. Uh, wise counsel checked us and sent us back to make sure that we're hearing God. That wasn't bad. That's actually prudent. So we did that. We've processed a bunch more and it's confirmed again and again and again that this is the Lord. This is him leading and the steps now to sell our house move across in June, buy a house over there, and continue to expand heaven and business, now in proximity to key people in those cities and across the United States. Now, I've put some of these notes in the, in the show notes for you, but there's so much more going on in the story and behind the story. So I know that you've got probably a bunch of questions. So here's what we're going to do is we're going to actually offer I go behind the scenes and go deeper on this and unpack how we do this, how the process is, how we learn how to communicate when we're doing this with God so we don't just make messes everywhere. The goal is relationally strong every step of the way that we honor people in the process. So how do we do that? What are we learning? And how can you apply that simple process to yourself? What's the situation? What are you hearing God say? What does it mean? How do you add wise counsel and then what's the action step you're going to take as a result? I bless your week. I bless you to hear the voice of God. Literally, day by day, He instructs us. We don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Have a great week and find out more, heaveninbusiness.com.